anniversary of Tasno's podcast. Hey, it's good, one year. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Damn. Has it? Are you sure? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's a little over a year. Well, that we haven't really told anybody, so. Well, I didn't know. Yeah, it's been like over a year it's now. It's been over a year, I think. So. Well, at least since we started doing the failed YouTube. Attempt. Yeah, but still. <laughs> it's still a year. Yeah. So, yeah, congratulations. You talk a lot. Oh, thank you. You talk just as much. No. Yeah. No. You have a two-year on your YouTube. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... So. YouTube. Yeah, I think I talk a little too, too, too much. And then you're on, I think, Everywhere. all the episodes here except... I think you were just behind the scenes on the Dan Severn one. Yeah, I was not talking that day. Yay! Yay! So what's the plan for today? <clears throat> By the time this podcast comes out, Tuesday, mm-hmm. August 30th, yeah, will be nine years since my first fight. Yay! Nine years. Nine years. <sighs> nine years. Nine years. So it was August 30th, 2013. Wow, dude. That's a long time. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It's crazy. Do you feel different? I feel old. Feel old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you're... Yeah. Yeah, you've been reaching that, you know, that age, you know. You're at that point in your life. And I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's okay. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. But, yeah, nine years. That's a lot of years. And at the time, it, was, it, it felt like it was going to be... Now, looking back at it now, I see so many things that I didn't see as I was living it. And because I couldn't wait to fight. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, it was, I've been training long enough now. I need to do this. Yeah. And at the time, I had three years of total training. Yeah. But just about roughly two and a half years with victory two years with victory mm. approaching my second year with victory or the completion of two years with victory right and in my mind it was like this is long enough yeah. and now looking back at it I was like two years is nothing <laughs> nothing right it's yeah. absolutely nothing you know barely a baby in the sport yeah it's crazy yeah and it's just the mindset that I have now I wish you had the mindset I back wish then I had right the mindset back then but then and I wish I had the speed and cardio that I had back then. I wish I still had that. Now. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you were you know you, you got to sacrifice some things, you know. You have power now, you have more more strength, experience, timing. Experience, timing, everything and then yeah, not so messed up nah. mindset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and knucklehead back then. Now you're not a knucklehead. I mean, sometimes you're a knucklehead, but <laughs> definitely more immature so yeah and just in general in your life but in the sport very immature yeah you remember how you used to tell me that you needed to get hit for you to turn the switch on yeah that was very much a thing for me to, to have good sparring rounds i needed to eat a few few punches first before i can get going on that yeah and it's no. just, 
now it's like now I actively try not to get hit because like I need every brain cell that's left in this brain. Right. Um, but the fight though, do you remember the purpose why you fought the first time? Yeah, because that was supposed to be the start of your fighting career. A, a full-on fight career. My my goal at the time, and that's the whole reason I went to Victory, because at the the first. The first trainer that I had, I would talk about wanting to fight, and he would hype me up and stuff, and say, "Yeah, let's do it." And then, thank God, I did not fight. On that. <laughs> yeah, you're not ready. And because if that was the case, it, I think I was a year into my training asking that guy for a fight, mm. and quote unquote, he was looking for a fight for me, but then he never did. Mm. And the, the the funny, well, the ironic part is when I was still with my first trainer. He said, let's go watch some fights to kind of see where, you know, what the, the competition looks like. I said, yeah. cool. He's like, so, you know, just find one and, you know, and we'll, we'll go. I was like, cool. The event that I found, and then my cousin Anton went, went with me, my dad went with me, and then obviously my trainer. It was a, a fight card event that we went to in Melrose yeah. Park. And Fight Card has been the the promotion that we do most of our our business with, so it was cool, without even knowing that back then, that that's the first event, that's the first amateur event that I went to. Yeah. Um, you know, but I told him I wanted to fight. We watched that, and he he was my first trainer was the king of hyping me up because mm. I was like the only person that was paying him because I was the only one in class. Mm. Like for the last six months that I was going to him I was the only student there oh, you know so um, I think he was just saying whatever he could to keep you yeah yeah you know and then that's when I found victory in that first phone call with Anthony I, I cringe when I think about it you know because he's asking me my goals and stuff and I told him I don't want to make friends I don't care about a belt system I just want to fight yeah you know I was that guy and now when I get phone calls like that, I was like... <laughs> Isn't it funny how now some of your students say they don't care about the belt system. Yeah. They don't want to have their belt. Mm -hmm. But they're willing to put the work to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. You know, and that's why I get on, on people these days. Because I, I know what it feels like because I was there. You know, yeah. and, and the people that, that see me now and think that I have the mindset that I have and I've always had it, it's not true. Yeah. You know, and there's a reason why I do things. There's a reason why I say certain things. Yeah. Is because of the experiences that I've had. You know, so I told Anthony that I wanted to fight. And in my mind, it was like because my other trainer was hyping me up. I was like, I'm good. I'm mm -hmm. good at this already. You know, I just need someone that's going to help me find a fight. Yeah. And then, then my first day of victory, it was totally different. I was like, okay, maybe I'm not <laughs> right quite as guy. good as I thought I was. Uh -huh. You know, but... uh I enjoyed the training and they helped a lot and I was still pushing Anthony. I was like, I want to fight, I want to fight, I want to fight. Mm. Um, and I, there was a lot going on. There, when I got to victory, there was the excitement of the camaraderie that I found with my training partners and stuff that it almost kind of kind of distracted me from that goal of fighting. Mm. Um, you know, because some of my other training partners that were there before me were getting ready for their first fights and stuff, so I was excited for them. I was helping them get ready. You know, and uh, one of my main training partners, Leonard, actually had his first fight 
on the one year anniversary that I started training MMA. Oh. You know, so it was exciting to because Leonard was one of my instructors. He was one of my main training partners once I started sparring. Mm-hmm. Um, so to watch him fight was exciting, and he yeah. he won his first four fights. Nice. Um, so that was exciting. Um, and then it was like after a year of that, it was like, all right, I, now it's my turn. Right. You know, and this is this is it. It was like two years. I was like, this is I've been waiting long enough. Let's do this. And yeah, and then Anthony got the fight. Nice. Supreme promotions in Joliet. I wish the, the my mom. I, I don't know if she still has it recorded because I know she recorded it, but then I think the hard drive that we saved it in crashed. Dang, and then the fight was on YouTube, and then now I can't find it. That's I can't crazy. find that whole event anymore. And well, they that, that's wrote down your your name though. Your name was wrong, so maybe. So my name was. They put my name wrong when when I got there, and I. I told him to fix it, and when it was on YouTube, it was with my name. Mm, okay, okay. Because um, they put Sean Lee. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. The only Asian there, Sean Lee. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, it's it's not on YouTube. I I see some of my because there were, I think six of us that fought that night from six Victory. Of you guys, right yeah. There. And some not all of their fights are on there. Um, but there's still a few of them. I found a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I think Felipe's fight, because he, he fought two fights after me. Mm-hmm. And that was his first fight as well. That one, I think, is still on YouTube. Because I saw it last year, or two years ago, when I was looking what? for mine again. I wonder why yours is not there. Uh, the, the whole, I think they, because it was a different um, channel that oh, had posted it. And then they reposted it. Cause now I found I found Felipe's fight when I was going through Total Fight Challenge. Oh, and that's different. so I don't yeah when I was going through there and is that Total Fight Challenge is a different promotion. Right, that's you know, weird. I fought for for Supreme. Right. And I, I think part of the problem is that Supreme doesn't exist anymore. That's maybe uh, that's why. Yeah, you know, so the the YouTube Dang. channel was under someone's name. It was whoever recorded the the fight the events. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah, guys. Guys, you have a task. Look for Sean Lau's fight. Yeah, it's August 30th, 2013. Supreme Promotions, Joliet, Illinois. It. Against a gentleman named Dijon Ledit. What's yeah. his name? It's on Tapology. So, not bullshitting, guys. The fight happened. <laughs> right. It's yeah. on the Tapologies where they, they have all the records and stuff. Yeah. And they still have I'm listed there. And I think I think I'm listed as Sean Lau on that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. I mean see the the lessons though, the the aftermath. You know, after one fight. Considering the it you know, it went the way that you didn't want it to be. Yeah. Like what did that do to you to you as a mixed martial artist? How did it help you grow? It, it was hard. I didn't think it was going to help me. It, it very much almost stopped me. Oh, really? And which is why I think I also get get on people that quit, that quit for a loss, or... a loss or bad days and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, because I had just started teaching their victory. I had just started... Um, 
teaching basic classes. Yeah. Like on my own. Um, that after the fight. Before the fight. All the fight. Oh, so okay. that's what added pressure on me to win the fight because it's like, who's going to want to listen to me if I lose? Right, of course. Yeah. You know, and I, I lost because of what I, I truly think I was a better fighter than him, mm-hmm. um, than my opponent, but I beat myself before we, we even started the fight, you know, because of like, and, and I think Anthony kind of sensed it because Anthony did what he could. Um, keep you back to balance because bring you back to- right before we walked out mm-hmm. he told me he's like forget about the past forget about all the bad days of training forget about all the bad wrestling matches you had this is a new day mm. and it's just another day in the in, in the in the gym mm. so you know and that's when he cleared the way he's like you walk out there when you're ready to walk out why did you feel <clears throat> defeated what happened um, well I was I got so accustomed to losing because of my wrestling career. I got so accustomed to, you know, getting beat up in in the training camp because I was going against people that were more experienced than me when I went to the Orland Park location. I felt comfortable with my training partners, but then when I went with guys that were, you know, five, six fights in, right. you know, and I'm comparing myself to their level mm. and not realizing that I'm going Just through the struggles going with these more experienced fighters, I, I didn't see things like that. I was like, I can't keep up with them. Even though I didn't have to keep up with them because they were five, six fights into their career and I'm making my debut. Mm. You know, so that, and then he, Anthony wasn't, he had just torn his bicep. Mm. So he was in, in a lot of those practices. So now I'm working with a different coach that doesn't know me. Oh, dang. You know, so Anthony missed a big chunk of my training camp. And you see, know, so that, that also did that didn't influence yeah. anything? You know, because now oh, I feel damn. like, because I, I think I've talked about it before with the coach that was running the training camp. I would ask him, like, you know, what do I need to improve on? Like, what do you see? And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, no, no, you just give you're me fine. a pat on the back. You're fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. He's not As even my watching nose is bleeding. you, exactly. right? Exactly. You know, so there was a lot of that going into it, you know, and then I had friends and family that, that drove into Joliet to watch this fight and stuff. You know, so I put a lot of pressure on myself, too much pressure on myself, Yeah. you know, and and I tell it all the time. And I wish the video was still there because you can see the video because back then, before there was as many rules as there are now, it was awesome because when you walk to the cage, you can you can bring your team, Mm. you know, so from all the videos, my entrance was the entrance that they kept in the video. Nice. They didn't even show my opponent's entrance, his walkout. Wow. So my music hits and I'm walking to the cage mm. and I got a whole army of victory behind me. Mm-hmm. Anthony's nice. right behind me and then the other coach was behind him. And then the yeah. other six guys that were fighting or the other five guys that were fighting that night plus a few more of my training partners were behind me. Mm-hmm. And That's we all great. walked to the cage. In my mind, it was a slow walk to the cage. Like I was taking that. This is an undertaker style entrance of taking forever to walk to the ring Mm -hmm. and then i remember specifically looking at the cage and staring at it before i turned back but in the video it was just i walked to the cage real fast i looked at the cage and turned turned around right away to hug all my training partners Mm -hmm. but in my mind everything was going so slow wow you know so 
once I got in the cages, everything just went quiet. Like, you don't hear the people anymore. There's nothing. And the nerves went away. I felt comfortable in there. Nice. I felt good in there. You know, and then the fight started, and that's where things get hazy. Because I remember the big moments, you know, the first round goes, and the first little jab that I take, I was like, that's a real punch. Yeah. That's not a sparring punch. It was like, all right. You know, so we're moving around, and then this guy goes for takedowns right away. You know, he was, uh, well, back up a little Did bit. Did you remember hitting him? Did you hit him? See, that's the thing, because I'm so hard on myself. I don't remember hitting him. Mm-hmm. But Anthony told me, well, for the second round, Anthony told me, keep throwing the uppercuts. They're working. Oh, it's okay. So I was landing uppercuts. And when I watched the fight back, I yeah. did see those uppercuts. Dang. Um, I landed a few knees. So you could about strike him. Uh, yeah, you could. If, yeah. if, if we kept it standing, but he was very clearly a wrestler. Yeah. Okay. Because And I, I was able to tell that because when we weighed in the day before, he weighed in at 125. He was at the limit. I weighed in under, and I was eating it because I, I was under 125. Dang. I weighed in at 123 as I was eating on the way to the weigh You know, so, but when I saw him, I was like, I was taller than him, and we were both skinny, so I was like, we're just, we're awesome. This is awesome. Right. And when I told Anthony that I was taller than him, I, he was like, destroy him. You know, and then, um, Come fight night, when I saw him in the cage, he was a lot bigger. He was wider. Thick. You know, so it was like he cut weight. He was easily 10, 10 pounds heavier than he was the day before, which led me to believe right away that he had wrestled in the past because he cut a lot of weight. Wrestlers know how to cut weight and get it back real quick. Mm. You know, and then his, his takedown shots were real quick. Mm. You know, because he's short, so he was lower to the ground. And I'm used to working with taller people mm. in the training camp. Um, but. He he got his takedowns. Um, he took me down every round. Mm. Um, first round ended. I was kind of like, okay, oh, it, yeah. this it's is happening. Yeah, yeah, this is happening. You know, so I don't remember what Anthony told me after the first round. Um, all I remember in the second round is he took me down again, but this time I was able to scramble and I was able to take his back. And mm. I tell the story in the gym all the time because I'm the type of coach that's not going to tell you what to do in the cage. Mm-hmm. because by that time you should know what you're doing right um because the person that's in there feels what your opponent's giving you right you know and i had envisioned me winning this fight off of a scramble taking my opponent's back rear naked choke mm. i envisioned that for weeks before the fight to the point where one of my friends said the same thing he's like i see you winning with the rear naked choke off mm. of a scramble I was like, that's exactly what I'm seeing. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. He took me down. There was a scramble. And now I got his back. I was like, this is it. This is my chance. Yep. But then the second coach is calling out for an arm bar. You know I don't like arm bars. <laughs> no, you don't go for arm bars. I don't do arm bars. You know? Unless... So, but now my coach is... Not Anthony. The other guy. He's calling out for the arm bar. And me being the good soldier that I am go for the, goes for the arm bar. And there's maybe... 30 seconds left in the second round when I'm going for this arm bar. Um, and I don't get it. You know, the second round's over. And that's the round that Anthony told me the uppercuts were working. And then Anthony had me winning that round. And I don't blame him. I don't, because nothing changed. Because he told me that. He's like, I think you won that one. We need this one. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't 
agree with telling fighters in the in the middle of the fight what round you won. It didn't slow me down. I put no blame to it. I right. think if anything, he was just trying to get my confidence back up. Right. Um. Because then in the third round is when, when I had the the biggest aha moment that I I see. It it, it was my what I got out of the fight, you know, because mm. it, it, the third round turned into the same thing as as the first round. You know, and he took me down, and he's uh, he's on top. He's in the beatdown position. He's throwing punches. And I remember telling myself, it's the third round. I gave it a good shot. I'm losing this round. I lost the first round. Let's just let's just end it here. Damn, you quit before you even... And I was planning on just letting the referee stop it for a TKO. But uh, then I remembered all the people that came out to see me. Oh... So at that moment, as soon as in my mind I said, "All right, just stay here," I got up. I got right back up. Nice. You know, and I threw one more uppercut, and then he came in with a knee to the body that, boy, took that, that everything. That took the rest of my soul out of me. That was a big knee, you know. So as soon as he threw that knee, I shot in um, to take him down. He sprawled, and then he starts with the beat down. And this is where Anthony got a little bit pissed too because. Uh, he was calling for the back of the head. Um, was he hidden? Do you remember if he was sitting in the back of your head? or? I don't remember it during the fight. Um, as soon as the fight was over, the referee did a uh, concussion protocol on me before the, the decision was even read. And I was like, what the fuck? Did I get my ass beat that much that he's asking me where I'm at? Right. But then I, I had uh, bruises and bumps on the back of my head. Damn, he hit you there. Um, so that that's what happened. And then he won by decision. Yeah. You know, and I just remember the feeling of... Your feet? I, I, I was disappointed. You know, and yeah. I was still in the cage um, when I apologized to Anthony. Yeah. And Anthony told me, he's like, you got nothing to apologize for. You know, and then we walked out of the cage, got checked by the doctors, and then I went to go meet with my family. And then my training partners came up. He's like, he pulled your hair. Because at the time, I had a longer mohawk. Damn. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, he pulled your hair. Because he had my back at one point in the third round. Mm-hmm. And I was going for his ankles, you know, because he crossed his feet. So yeah. you cross the feet, you wrap up the legs, you got that ankle lock. Yeah. So I was going for that. Um, and then he got out, and I just assumed he got out. But then everyone started telling me he pulled my hair to get out of that. And the referee didn't say anything. I thought they were just trying to make me feel better because I was like, I'm pretty sure I would feel someone pulling my hair. But the adrenaline. But then, yeah, right, the once, adrenaline. Cause I you didn't never feel, feel anything, yeah. really. Like, you don't feel the punches, after, the, the bumps, anything. Mm-hmm. You don't feel anything. When I, watched, uh, when I watched the fight back, I saw he grabbed a, a handful of hair and he pulled back. And I, it just extended me enough where I lost grip of his feet. Wow. And then he, that's when he advanced positions. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, I shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. I sh- you know? Right. I should have never given up my back. I should, you know, so there, there's a lot of things, you know, and just a feeling of disappointment, you know, when I got to my, my friends and family, I cried. Um, and then go back to the locker room and Anton comes barging in with the speech of a lifetime that belongs. If they ever make a movie in my life, of my life, they need Can to make you, sure. Can um, give us, the, give me the most details of that moment. If you can. The, the whole locker room shut up once he started talking because okay. he, he grabbed me by the shoulders and we were like face to face. And the biggest thing I remember him saying was, you weren't supposed to do this. Nobody 
expected you to do this. You were supposed to be a doctor. You were supposed to be a lawyer. You were supposed to be. You were supposed to follow in your dad's footsteps. Mm. He's like, but you chose to be a fighter, and today that's exactly what you did. Mm. And I remember Anthony wow. took a step back and just watched everything. The, the, the locker room was quiet. Everyone was just watching that moment. Wow. You know, so that was the beginning of me coming out of it already because they didn't my team didn't let me stay down for long you can see in my face that i was so beat up i was so beat up emotionally from from the loss because i wanted this for so long yeah and now i lost you know so anton says that you know anthony kind of grabs my shoulder the other coach is like you just went the distance in your first fight Mm -hmm. he tried to stop you couldn't stop you couldn't knock you out he couldn't submit you you almost got a submission on him you know he's like it just goes up from here yeah you know and anthony you know said the same thing and then he's like now you got to go be a training partner for felipe you know because he knew felipe and i were real close Mm -hmm. and he i was the third fight of the night felipe was fifth i think Mm -hmm. so by the time i got checked out by the doctor saw the family anton gave that speech it's time to go walk felipe to the cage yeah you know so we walked him out and then uh did he say anything to you yeah uh when it was my turn to give him a hug before he got in the cage He's like, this, I got you on this one. Mm. And then he went in there, and he, Felipe won in like 64 seconds. Damn. With a rear naked choke. <laughs> he yeah. stole my move. He's like, yeah, I got you, man. He yeah. literally did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that helped me come up, too. Yeah. You know, but the, being there for my training partners, obviously, was a bit of a distraction from the loss. Yeah, of course. And it wasn't until I got home that it, like, it really hit. You know, and I didn't sleep much. I cried a lot. Um, I what cried was the, your going on in your mind when that happened? Do you remember? It was just the feeling of defeat. I hate losing. And I hated, yeah. you know, I wanted this so bad. Mm. And at the time, it, you know, if somebody wanted to be a dick and travel back in time and on that night told me this is the only fight you're ever going to have, it, yeah. probably, it would have just pushed me down even worse. But my, my big thing was like, how, how much sooner can I get back in there? Mm. you know because you wanted to redeem yourself it wasn't supposed to be I I wasn't supposed to have just one fight the goal was pro still Mm. you know but it took me my fight was on a Friday I didn't sleep much Friday night into Saturday I didn't sleep much Saturday night into Sunday and then it wasn't until Sunday night that I swallowed my pride to watch the fight Mm. because it was up they, they had it up on YouTube the next day but I refused to watch it. So I finally watched it Sunday night. I was like, all right, it's not as bad as I thought it was. Um, I was back to train. Anthony didn't let me train that week. He wanted me to take a body off. He let me teach my basic classes. Um, and then he kicked me out. Because back then, the basic class was from 6 to 7, and the advanced class was 7 to 9. Mm. So as soon as the basic class was over, I tried to stick around a little bit, and then he's like, go home. And then... He had told me, he's like, if the other guy wasn't bigger than you, you would have beat him. Yeah. So that's when he, Anthony went with me to GNC to find the, the right protein for me because we were going to put me on a protein regimen. He had me no more cardio because I was going to bulk up. He's like, you're going to bulk up before you go back in there. So that's when my, my bulking, bulking journey began. Journey, journey yeah. started. Um, yeah. You know, and then I blinked my eyes and here we are nine years later. You know, I was supposed to have one more fight in, in 2017, but that didn't happen. But 
And see, again, when those fights happen, we said that that was our destiny. That was something calling you to not fight because we had, what, three guys? Yeah, for the second one, three guys dropped out. And, and it's like, I, we all, well, for me, I thought that the reason why that happened, guys were scared. Because mm-hmm. once they found out they were fighting you, like, how can you explain three guys drop out like that's ridiculous yeah and all of them fought within four weeks you see so if they fought within four weeks they put an excuse not to fight you you know so it is what it is um but it it was the team that i had behind me you know i I texted anton the day after the the fight yeah to thank him um obviously my parents were there with me my mom hated the idea of me fighting but she she still showed up (laughs) oh my god um you know, and, and, and for she, you, my mom didn't even show up to mine. She, she was the one that wanted to get yeah. into the locker room, yeah. and they didn't let her. And she told Anton, and then Anton's like, "I'll get you one." And then he kind of just barged in. Um, yeah, <clears throat> you know. And then it, it was the stu- my my students, you know, because like I said, I had just started teaching the basic class, and an individual that was in my basic class that just he had his first class a week before my fight. Mm-hmm. He he put a message on the Victory Facebook page, on the Facebook group that we had, and he said, "I just started training, but watching Sean get out of that because um, I escaped an armbar as mm. well. That's how that that was a scramble that mm. led to me taking his back. Mm. I got out of an armbar, um, and the student posted." Seeing Sean get out of the armbar inspires me to come to technique class. And that student has the name Zach Bakalewski. You know, so that message, I was like, because what I wanted to do was inspire my students. Just so the crowd knows, um, the audience knows, Zach, he's been training for over 10 years now? Yeah, because that, nine years. Nine years, oh, sorry. Because he started a week before my fight nine years and he's the most technical guy mm-hmm. in that gym and he trains hardcore mm-hmm. everyone knows everyone knows who yeah. that is in that gym that's great yeah and he's the one that he, he was the first one to make that post to make up a, a post about that and i was like my goal was to inspire my students and that kind of put mauricio who also just started training around that time mm-hmm. and he still he, me- he messaged me um well he wrote on my facebook wall he's like even though you didn't when you're still a great fighter mm. and he said it was like he said it was an honor to train with me and stuff oh. you know so those things helped me get out of that as well mm. you know but like i said it wasn't supposed to be a one and done kind of thing but it ended up being a one and done kind of thing but the things that i learned from that yeah. whole experience is what helps me be the coach that i am today you know, because I understand loss. I understand it sucks. I understand that there's nothing anybody can say that's going to take the loss away. Yeah. It can, you know, lead you in the right path of being better yeah. emotionally, but no one can make you better. You still got to put in that work yourself. Yeah. If you have the right team, they'll they'll put you on the path of getting there, though. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad you found that your closure you're mm-hmm. able to get through it and you didn't let that loss get in the way of your journey as yeah. a martial artist you could have quit 
could have said, you know what, this is not for me. Yeah. I keep losing. You did the same thing with wrestling, and you mm-hmm. still kept going. Yeah, you stopped. Look at you now, you're wrestling again. Mm-hmm. So you didn't let one loss dictate the rest of your journey, yeah. you know. And that's, I think that's his volume, because people do that. They quit once things get hard. Once they don't get the outcome that they expect, they quit. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you were able to show your face afterwards to the people that looked up to you and you know you knew that they were looking up to you and you lost your fight and they still respected you and looked up to you regardless of the loss. Because again, it was by decision. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a, a loss that it was obvious. You still fought. Yeah. You know, it was... It was literally on the judge's decision, but anybody could say, hey, he fought hard the mm. whole three rounds. He didn't stop. Mm. If you would have let yourself get beat up the whole time, then yeah, then we were like, okay, well, come on, guy. And that's what... You did it. In that third round, when my brain was telling me to quit and I stood up yeah. as soon as that idea crossed my mind, that's the biggest... That, that was my win for that fight. Yeah. Was my... When, when my body wanted to well, when my mind wanted to give up my body took over mm. and when my body wants to give up my mind takes over yeah. you know so it's it's a constant fight it's a, it's a constant push to not give up and it's it's work because it's like I don't want to get punched anymore if I just stay here I'm pretty protected because I'm protecting my head yeah. but I'm not doing anything to get up the ref's going to stop it yeah exactly exactly so you keep <laughs> going mm-hmm. you don't let that stop the fight yeah like no I'm I'm fighting yeah even if it's for other people and that's where again like it's so important to have the right people around you because even if you don't do it for yourself you do it for them mm-hmm. right but it's worth doing it for them because it helps you get up yeah from from that bad position and just in life in general it helps you get through it mm-hmm. every time and that's why I'm glad that you you went through that experience because like we've always told everybody at the gym too it it's a it's a different experience to go through the fight camp and still get through go through a fight fight regardless of the decision it's still it's a great experience yeah you know no one can take that experience away from you but you know what it's like and look at your fighters now like Mm -hmm. you know years after that helped you understand your team better. You know what the fighters go through. Yeah. So you are able to help them get through that too. And again, it is one of those. It was one of those message like messages in your life to say, hey, maybe you're not gonna be a fighter, but you're gonna coach guys that are gonna fight for mm-hmm. you. You know. Yeah. You know, and that's where you're here. Because I, I knew coaching was gonna be something that I wanted to do down the line. But I just I you wanted, didn't think it was gonna be this soon, of course, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, but then it it was during that time where I was like, all right, you're gonna do less strength and conditioning. He's like, and Anthony's like, but you're still gonna be around because you're gonna still gonna do the technique stuff, but you're gonna help me teach too. Mm. You know, and that's when I started. Now I went from teaching the basic class, and now I'm starting to help out with the advanced class, and then Anthony, if he couldn't make it in, now he trusted me to teach the advanced class. Mm. Little did I know that that was going to be the start of my teaching and my coaching career. Right. 
But then at that point too, you 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 were not as pushy, or were you as pushy to fight again after? Um, my goal was to to get to one one thirty five, mm. so I could drop down to twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a slow weight gainer. Yeah. It's a problem that doesn't sound like a problem for a lot of people, but those of us that experience that problem... The fast mm, metabolism. ...knows why it's a problem, yeah. you know? So it, it took me a long time to get my weight up, mm. you know? So it was like, I didn't want to go in there because I always told myself, even before I started fighting, I lose two in a row, I'm done. Mm. You're done with what? Fighting. Oh, I was going to say, okay. And that's when I start coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I didn't want to make the same mistake where it was like, all right, I'm going to go in there as the underdog, the small guy again and lose again because mm. of that, you know, because I, it hasn't clicked on me that me being smaller than the other guy physically makes, makes it impossible for me to win. The things that I know now, it doesn't matter if they're bigger. I just got to know how to use that against them. Mm. You know, and I, it, it took me a long time to understand that because once I started gaining the weight and realizing I still struggled with some some more experienced people or some heavier people because now I don't, I'm not Ooh, using, like I'm not using my body right. Mm. I'm not using my hips right to get out of spots or to keep them in spots. You know, that if I would have focused on that a little bit more. On the what? On the technique part? Yeah. Okay. Of, of how to use my hips with certain people. Got it. That would have helped me get the strength, mm-hmm. quote unquote strength, um, without necessarily gaining the weight. It was just now learning how to use leverage and momentum to my advantage, even if someone else is bigger than me. Mm. And that's why you push it a lot. No? Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's it's true. Like I've, you've told me that, and again, I didn't believe you until I started practicing that, mm-hmm. and. And it works, you know? And so I, I grapple against guys that are bigger than me, and I'm able to control them. Yeah. And it's all technique. Yeah. You know, if anybody spars with me or grapples with me, they know that I'm not going to use strength, I'm going to use technique. Yeah. And so. it's going to be very hard, yeah? You know, but... So that's where... That's great. That's where mm-hmm. things kind of started taking the turn to where I am now, because it's get, yeah. during that time where I was taking less time training and more time teaching is when yeah. I, I wasn't as pushy anymore because it was like I'm, I know the goal was to gain the weight first yeah. and then I'll do it mm. um, it just so happened that I started getting to my goal weight because I made it to 133 I was 133 pounds finally and that took like 2-3 years oh, wow. to get there um, and at that time and then it was around that time that they promoted me to manager at Victory. Oof. I was teaching more classes, and then they approached me about um, opening up another Victory location. Oh. So I told them, I let me get one more. Mm. I have my black belt at the end of the year. I'm going to focus on that. And then after I get my black belt, Obviously, with that test, I'll be in the best shape. Then I'll fight after my black belt. Mm. So my black belt was scheduled for December of 2016. 
So, and then we scheduled uh, my comeback and retirement fight for <laughs> March of 2017. Mm. So, I was going to go through the black belt and then a uh, three-month camp for that fight. Mm. And that's the fight where three people dropped out. You know, so that's the the promoter for Fight Card met with me after the event and he apologized for what happened. And I told him, I was like, this was supposed to be the last one. And he's like, you gotta give me one, you gotta give me one. I was like... I gave you one <laughs> and then you put three guys that dropped out. Yeah, yeah. you know, so it was like, I, uh-huh. I don't know. I, to, I, I told him, if I do do one, yeah. it'll be with, with Fight Card. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they... I'm, I'm about ready to start opening up a gym here. Yeah. You know, and then I knew I wasn't going to be able to run the gym the way that I want to run it. Yeah. And fight the way that I wanted to fight. Yeah. And so I had to pick one. So I was picking to opening up the gym. And then all the, that's ironically when all the problems with Victory also started. Yeah. And then uh, Anthony and I ended up separating from Victory a few months after that. Wow. That's crazy. And then you fought. And then I fought. <laughs> you fought the, the same year that I was supposed to have my last fight. I remember being so angry too. Because mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I yeah. want to see him fight. Like, everyone wants to see you fight all the time, you yeah. know? Um, but I feel like I, I don't need to see you fight because I know how you fight, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I know what you, the value that you provide. And mm-hmm. despite even just the in-house, I was like, I've sparred you all the time and... I see your growth and I'm like, he got it. Like, he doesn't yeah. need a fight. For me, I'm like, I personally know that you don't need a fight. Yeah. To For me to know that you're the, the best coach. Mm-hmm. Or else I would have been with anybody else. You know, like, I choose you to be my coach. And I trust your, your, your wisdom and your teachings because I know it's helping me. So, yeah. I'll keep it. I'm like, you don't need that. And I think a lot of people can say the same thing. Thank you. You know, so and with the in-house event, yeah. when when we started that, when the idea came up, and when the idea came up that I was going to participate, it was a again going to be the start of me competing again. Yeah, you know, I was like, if I can do this, mm. then I'll start competing again. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> I showed it showed me that physically I can. <laughs> But mentally, I don't want to. That shit wasn't, yeah. You know, because I... We have a podcast about that, so... Yeah. If anything... Yep, go we'll, check that yeah. one out if you guys haven't heard that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just posted a, a highlight of, of my match with Caesar because Caesar was such... He... I told Pushed him after... You. I told him after, I was like, this is exactly what I needed. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And that's why I, that's why I picked him. Because yeah. I knew he was going to push me. And just to throw it out there, thanks for the credit, guy. I mean, like, I've been sparring you, too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, right. Yeah. And I was like, boy, <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> you know, but it is being in front, you know, like we talked about yeah. it in the other one, being yeah. in front of everybody, being in front of my, yeah, Anthony again, Everything. Coach Crest, Dan Severn. Yeah. Um, and it was just, again, I put so much pressure on myself on that night again to perform. Yeah. Um, and... It, it reminded me of how much mental space it would take me away from running the gym and teaching the classes the way that I want to teach them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I know if I wanted to, I could go back and fight and win. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm happy with the things that I'm doing. I'm at peace with the way that my fighting career turned out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't just because I'm at peace with it doesn't mean I'm happy with it. Right. But I'm at peace with it, right. and I know that it, it provided me with what I needed to have warrior evolution, mm-hmm. and that's my that's my prize when it comes to that. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that. It, it was a, a nine year nine year journey now to <laughs> understand all that and to get here. But uh, would I change it? Yeah. I want to say no. I was but gonna ask you yeah, if, if, there was if time travel becomes a thing, <laughs> can't make any promises that I won't uh. won't make some changes <laughs> back there. But what's your advice? Because there's a lot of us that go through similar situations mm-hmm. where we want to fight, or you know, even with the the fighting by right, listening to the coach and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, with the like not, you know, you, what would you tell someone? I tell everybody, if you love the sport, compete at least once. Because okay. it is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say I would go back and change maybe some things, is I would go back to have more fun. Even if the outcome stayed the same. I couldn't change the outcome. Yeah. I would try to have more fun more than fun. I did. Yeah. Um, that's why I tell people, if you love the sport, you got to compete. Yeah. At least once. Just mm-hmm. for the fun of it. Just for the thrill of it because it is fun. Mm-hmm. If you don't love the sport, for the sport itself, don't fight. Mm. And that's something that I'm, I've been learning because it's... I love the sport for what it is. I'm going to do the sport for the rest of my life. Yeah. May never compete again. I have not competed officially in nine years. Mm. Um, but my training has only gotten better. I've only grown as a martial artist. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I love that. That's why I love the sport. Yeah. But I see so many people out there that stop training when they don't see competition in their future. Whether it's distant future or near future, they stop training. Yeah. Permanently, temporarily, whatever. I was like, what that shows me is that they don't love the sport. Yeah. So if you're like that, competing is the wrong way to, to go about it because then it's just a task for you mm-hmm. you know the the people that have the passion for fighting and passion for the sport mm-hmm. those are the people that are going to succeed yeah you know um but that's that's what i've been grappling with how to how to put it in words i still haven't found the right ways to put it i knew i wanted to mention that in this podcast yeah. because those are the things that i've seen if you love the sport consider competing at least once if you don't love the sport and you're just doing it as a hobby you're doing it because it looks cool you're doing it because it's a good workout you shouldn't fight great advice thank you for the wisdom that's that I would say uh, follow me on social media so you can see stuff from I think there's only two pictures that still exist (laughs) from the night that I fought and those will go up on my Instagram and social media platforms. This week. And yeah, like Nanny said, if all you people that are real good at finding things, mm. if you can find my fight, I'll give you guys 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to bribe people. <laughs> no, and I, I'll, Tag us on Instagram. I'll, I'll do what I can to see Put if... Put it on uh, Facebook. I'm I'm pretty sure it got wiped out from the hard drive the, from the camera that I never watched it from my mom's side. You did. Um, but 
because she, I, I heard she was crying um, when the fight started. And then she said, at, the people that were in the audience with her said, as I went through the rounds and she saw that I was able to, to hold my ground and mm-hmm. stuff, that's when she started cheering. Aww. You know, so there's my little cheering section was yelling things out. And I, I didn't, at the time, I wasn't mentally and emotionally ready to hear that side of mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So I never watched it from from her camera mm. and then it got wiped out so <laughs> but yeah uh that's that thank you for that great story that is that follow us on our social media pages i'm at taz mma underscore fitness on all major social media platforms nene's on instagram at nene underscore mma underscore cmm and then YouTube and Patreon at Nene MMA. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you guys for listening. Thank and you. Going down that memory lane with us again. <laughs> um, and we hope to see you back next week. Bye.